Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So every day I just went in and increased the budget at the campaign level by $1,000. And by the 10th or 11th day, we were at $10,000, but my lead costs had only increased by about 12 cents. Wow. In um, average, right? So I've never seen a campaign have the ability to scale without an increase in results like this one. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to Perpetual Traffic. This is Ralph Burns alongside my amazing co-host, Molly Pittman. Uh, this is episode 183 of the Perpetual Traffic podcast. And Happy New Year to all our Woo! awesome listeners. We love you guys. Thank you for continuing to spread the word about Perpetual Traffic. And hopefully you had a great New Year's. How was your New Year's, Mall? It was wonderful. Pumped for 2019. Drank a little champagne, ate some food. How was yours? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty low key. You know, we, uh, we <laughs> tend to be watching the teenagers through the, uh, you know, find my iPhone app. Uh, oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. We stock them. I need them. to get that for Larry, my dog. I think you do. Don't you actually use WAG where they actually show where he poops and right. pees and everything else? <laughs> I'm sure Larry had a, like a crazy New Year's. He's just a party, literally a party animal. You know? Yeah, he just hates the fireworks, you know. If you don't know who Larry is, Larry is Molly's dog. So we should probably <laughs> in the show notes have pictures of Larry. I think. Yeah, I think we can add a few. I, I sent some to Ralph the other day. You seem to like them. So we've got some new clothing that you guys need to see. Yeah, <laughs> I like 80s Larry. You've got Workout Larry. you got Christmas yeah, Larry. Yeah, he's got a cool little sweater. So yep. yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that we have been testing a lot yeah. in 2018. And I think we're at the point right now where we've got it nearly perfected. And uh, yes. it's called 
well, something you've probably seen inside your ads manager. If you've been paying attention to what's been going on inside Facebook, they add a lot of features in there. But one of the things that as soon as you create a campaign, after you choose your objective, is they ask you whether or not you want to do campaign budget optimization or CBO mm. is how we're going to refer to it here in this episode. So campaign budget optimization is a relatively new feature. I forget exactly when they yeah. introduced it and we've been testing it. I don't think they really, nobody really knew how to use it six months ago or yeah. so. We didn't really get results from it, Ralph. I remember us reporting back in the fall, like I know both of us were trying it religiously and just couldn't really get it to work. But Facebook released it actually November 8th of 2017. Jeez, yeah. It just shows you that when Facebook releases a new product, sometimes it takes time for them to optimize it, right? Agreed. And figure out how it works. But I'm going to just read this from Facebook because I think it's a great description. Using campaign budget optimization, advertisers can set one central campaign budget to optimize across ad sets by distributing budget to the top performing ad sets in real time. Campaign budget optimization is available for any campaign objective and is best suited for campaigns with multiple ad sets. With campaign budget optimization, advertisers allow Facebook to distribute their budget across ad sets to get the best results for their campaign. In addition to setting a daily or lifetime campaign budget, businesses can set bid caps and spend limits for each ad set. By distributing more of a budget to the highest performing ad sets, advertisers can maximize the total value of their campaign. Budget optimization works in real time to determine the most effective use of a business's ad dollars to help lower cost per result and increase return on ad spend. Budget optimization also saves advertisers time by eliminating the need to manually shift budgets between ad sets. So great description by Facebook. Basically, what Facebook's saying is that up until now, we have been setting the budget at the ad set levels, right? So inside of each campaign, we were setting a budget at the ad set level. So for example, I might launch 10 campaigns with a $100 budget a piece. And then based off of their performance, I was manually increasing or decreasing or turning off ad sets based off of their performance. Now with CBO, this allows us to tell Facebook, instead of spending $100 on each ad set, say I have 10 ad sets, I'm now just giving the campaign a total budget of $1,000 so that Facebook can use that budget however they see fit. Now, as Ralph and I said, we had had some trouble getting this to work, but recently I've had really great results with this. So I have a client that has a really great lead acquisition campaign. And so we're optimizing for someone to opt in to receive a lead magnet for free. And this client, we have a lot of data on this pixel and this specific custom conversion. And a few months ago, I launched a new campaign using CBO. And what I was able to do was to scale that campaign to $10,000 a day in ad spend in only 10 days. Mm. Before that, that would have taken me probably a month and it saved me a ton of time because I wasn't having to go in and manually scale the different ad sets. But the biggest benefit that I saw was that you could tell that this is truly good for Facebook's algorithm, right? This 
works well, obviously, with Facebook's algorithm. And what I mean by that is that when I go and I look at the ad sets, so I had 27 ad sets in total. Like I said, we scaled up to a $10,000 a day budget. But what was really interesting is that the ad set that generated the most results, we generated 40,000 leads total from this campaign. The top ad set had 9,500 of those leads. The second highest ad set had 7,200. The third highest ad set had 2,300. And then from there, we have four or five that have 2,300. And the rest of them are kind of hanging out between 83 leads and 900 leads. Right. So basically, the point that I'm making is that Facebook allowed me to scale this quicker than I would have on my own. I would not have been able to increase the budget quickly enough, honestly, without throwing off the algorithm to get almost 10,000 leads in just one ad set. Right. Mm. So, really, the top two ad sets, they accounted for almost half of the leads. Right. And there were 27 ad sets. And what's interesting is that the top three performing ad sets for me, they were the highest audience sizes. All of them were actually over 20 million. Now, I don't think this would be the case if this was a campaign that I hadn't run before, if the pixel didn't have data. But what was really fascinating is that by using CB, I was able to feed these really large ad sets with large audience sizes money as quickly as I could so that they could scale as quickly as they could without throwing off my numbers. Does that make sense, Ralph? Yeah, totally. And um, we'll be talking about you know how we've been testing this as well on this episode, but I'm really curious, how did you initially set it up? Tell us about the campaign structure. Let's get into it now that everyone sort of understands what CBO is. And it's really, really, yes. it's a potentially a really powerful tool. And I had actually forgotten this. Somebody inside Tier 11 said, hey, we actually were in the beta for campaign budget optimization last, well, actually in 2017. And we tested it on a customer account that we still have to this day. And it failed, it flopped. And now mm. that customer account now has it in multiple accounts, you know, under their business manager. So true to what you said is that Facebook will introduce a new feature or whether it's split testing or whether it's test and learn or whether it's campaign budget optimization, they'll get it out there, get users using it and then iterate it and make it better and better and better. So if you try it the first time, and sometimes like we talked about this in previous episodes, we tried it and it didn't work. We were in the beta. It didn't work the way that we wanted it to. But as it gets smarter and smarter and Facebook gets feedback from users and they start seeing in real time how people are using it, the actual tool itself gets better. And I think it will get better in 2019. So don't give up on new stuff, especially when we talk about it here on the show. We try to narrow it down to our experiences as best as we possibly can. But Facebook definitely does throw out like that first 1.0 version and then continuously updates it over time. So anyway, so about this campaign. So tell me specifically how you set it up, yeah. what was sort of the block and tackle, how to structure it right. all, like what your ads look like, all that kind of stuff. 
So as I said, this was a custom conversion that's very seasoned, right? We've had a lot of traction on this pixel for this specific opt-in action. So I do think that that comes into play here with CBO. Um, And I know you and I agree on that. Mm -hmm. So I have 27 ad sets and I started with a $1,000 a day budget across the campaign using CBO. And every day thereafter, I basically increased the budget by a thousand bucks because it was working really well. And I wasn't seeing lead cost leapfrog as much as I do when I go in and manually scale through, you know, versus when I go in and have to increase the budget on each ad set. So I had 27 ad sets, but as I said, the top three of them accounted for over half of the leads. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Isn't that fascinating? It is. And so you started with one campaign, $1,000 a day, just so everybody knows me. Obviously, this is a proven offer. I wouldn't recommend starting with $1,000 a day. If you have an unproven offer, you'd already used plenty of these campaigns in the past. The pixel seasoned, the ad account is seasoned. Yeah. We were in the middle of a launch too. Mm -hmm. So usually I wouldn't scale the budget every day as significantly as I did, but I was in a major time crunch and I just wanted to see how this was going to work. So every day I just went in and increased the budget at the campaign level by a thousand dollars. And by the 10th or 11th day, we were at $10,000, but my lead costs had only increased by about 12 cents. Wow. Um, in average, right? So I've never seen a campaign have the ability to scale without an increase in results like this one. And we're relaunching this campaign in a few weeks. And you better believe I'll be using uh, campaign budget optimization. Yeah, absolutely. And this was a launch. So I did have a point where I turned it off, mm-hmm. right? But if that wouldn't have been the case, this could have been scaled. I mean, who knows? how far we could have scaled it. So tell me, did you set it up as a lifetime budget or Mm -hmm. a daily budget? Daily budget. Daily budget. Yeah, $1,000 daily budget. And then I just increased that daily budget every day. Okay. So because it was a launch and on the 10th or 11th day, the launch is over, I assume you didn't tell Facebook, okay, I'm only going to run this for 10 days. No, there was no date parameters on this. No. Got it. Got it. So 27 ad sets, you started with those. Obviously, these are 27 interests or demographic targeting that you'd used before and tested, at least. So you knew going in, you weren't blind to the fact that these audiences weren't going to work. Or did you have some test audiences in there as some well? Some were new. Yeah, okay. about half were new and about half were audiences I'd used before. Okay. And they were all interest targeting except for one was no targeting because this is such a pixeled audience. But what was fascinating that no targeting was number eight in line of number of results it generated. Whereas the ad sets, the three top ad sets that had between 20 and 30 million, those were my winners by far. Again, coming in at 9,500, 7,200, 2,300. Got it. So the 20 to 30 million for the top two, first off, 9,500 leads, 7,200 leads, doing the heavy lifting. 
the audience size for the rest of them, the ones that were maybe in that, obviously this is like the 80-20. So the other 20%, were they as large or close to that size or significantly smaller? Most of them were significantly smaller. There were some more in the middle range, like 10 to 20 million, but a lot of them were, you know, under 7 million. Got it. So 27 ad sets, variety of different potential reaches on there, obviously the really large ones. And then the biggest one is like with no targeting, I would imagine that's a couple hundred million or at least a hundred million probably yeah, in th- that audience. 320 million, it says. I yeah. don't know how. <laughs> oh huge. All right. So that's your ad set structure. But then at yep. the ad level, how many ads yeah. were you using per ad set? Four ads in each ad set. And two of them were ads that were evergreen that already had social proof on them that I just used their post ID in this campaign. And two of them were brand new ads that I launched. Not surprising in any way, the ads with the social proof far outperformed the brand new ads. Yeah, definitely something that we see as well. Hey guys, this is Darren here. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Digital Marketer. We'll be right back with the show in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about something really exciting. On tomorrow's podcast, Business Lunch with Roland Frazier, we've got Brendan Bouchard. Now, Roland got him to do something he's never done before, to go behind the scenes and talk about his marketing tactics and how he built a business that's had literally dozens and dozens of seven-figure launches. Here's a little snippet for you. We have a problem in the marketplace right now where a lot of people go, I'm going to be an influencer or I'm going to be a vlogger or I'm going to do something on YouTube or Instagram and I'm Mm -hmm. going to make tons of money. And they go and they put out good content, but they don't know the business model. Right. I really believe this economy we're in has proven that thought leaders, influencers, people who want to share their message, talk about their passions, take their passions and build it into sub brands under their brands. That's the new economy that we will see emerging more and more and more. Yep. That's what's creating all these social movements as well. Because where are these social movements coming from? It's coming from influencers who already had a platform yep. who could talk about these things. And building those platforms should be done in a way that builds your career and builds a business so it's sustainable. Because I always tell people, if you can't make the money, you can't sustain the message. So join us every Wednesday and Friday for Business Lunch with Roland Frazier on Apple Podcasts. Back to you, Ralph. Now, looking at this, as far as how you would use this in the lifetime of an ad account, would you try CBO if you were wanting to test and figure stuff out? Or would it only be after you've got at least some intelligence for audience as well as ad and what resonates with your groups that you're targeting? Yeah, great question. I would not use it in the testing phase right now just because I don't think it's ready for that. And I've only been able to get this to work, as I said, in campaigns that already have a lot of pixel activity happening. So I wouldn't use it for testing. Maybe in the future, I would definitely use this more for scale, right? I I think that's where this becomes very powerful. Once you figured out your creative, once you figured out the ad copy, once you already have social proof, you know, on these ads and you have an idea of what audiences work, this is a great way to scale because it allows you to, for some reason, rip off some band-aids that Facebook usually puts on or restrictions that Facebook usually puts on when it comes to scale. 
scale. I've just never been able to increase my budget as quickly as I did here without affecting my cost per result in such a dramatic way. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys, Ralph? What are you finding? Well, very similar in actually a lot of ways. The thing that we've noticed and we uh, collectively, we've probably tested this now on you know multiple dozen campaigns. And what we've been able to do is sort of figure out what our best practices are. And absolutely what you're talking about, we see the same kind of thing. This is not a testing platform. I would not recommend it. I would, you know, we'll actually have another episode on how we're testing in 2019, which is different yeah. than how we tested in 2018. So Ralph has a new formula. Yeah, I can't wait to hear yeah. it. <laughs> catchy little name too. So anyway, so CBO is definitely in the iterative to scale is iterative, an actual word, iteration and scaling part of how you manage your Facebook ads campaigns. It is not, and at least in our opinion, it is not, we have not seen it as a true testing methodology to figure out what works. It is exactly what Molly is saying is taking something that's proven, audiences that are proven, creative and ad that is proven, especially using post ID, just like you said, lots of positive social proof. Going back to our look back episode on 2018, social proof is a super important thing and you need to be able to resonate with your audience. So I wouldn't test this out in CBO, but definitely get your best creatives and put them in there. So the numbers that you used in your campaign are different than what we're seeing, but it's consistent with what we found. So what we found is First off, scaling as aggressively as you have. We haven't done it that aggressively. We have been adding budgets to it every two to three days, and it's all manual. Right now, there's no rules set up for um, automation there as far as adding budgets. So it's definitely it's a manual process, which is good because as a you know, it's the first time you do CBO, you want to maintain a lot of manual control here as opposed to giving it over to Facebook with the Facebook rules. So what we have found is that Facebook tends to pick inside the ad set level, the same number of ad sets to show that we typically will see on the ad level. So let me say that again. Facebook shows the same number of ad sets at the ad set level that we typically see on the ad level. Now, for example, let's say you create a campaign, create a bunch of ad sets, and then you put 20 ads in each one of your ad sets. Facebook will typically pick anywhere between two to three to maybe six, depending on how many creatives you have and what your budget is to show to that audience. So mm. a lot of different factors factor into that. So we typically will see three to six ads, typically about three ads on the after you know the ad set level on the ad level showing. So it's not like a true split testing. If you put in 20 ads in the ad set level, you know, you're not going to get 20 equal impressions. It just doesn't work that way in Facebook quite yet. So taking that a step backwards inside campaign budget optimization, we're seeing the same thing on the ad set level. So you started with 27 ad sets, but Facebook circled the wagon on two or three or four or five, maybe six. It's sort of the most like the 80, 20 of what you did is really is two ad sets. We're definitely mm -hmm. seeing that. So same yeah. sort of thing. I could have simplified this in a big way is what I learned. <laughs> yeah. Like if I were to do it again in the same sort of thing, I would take your top six at the ad set yeah. level. Now there is value at having more ad sets in that campaign budget optimization ad set level, especially if you sort of force their hand. Okay. There's a way in which you can actually do that. And we've done this on a number of our campaigns is that you actually can set a minimum daily budget 
for Facebook to force the spend for outside of that three to six ad sets that they typically will just show. Like, so for example, let's say you do what Molly did with her campaign setup. You could have set up like a hundred dollars per day in each one of your ad sets as a minimum budget to spend to see if mm. ad set one is any better than ad set 27. But then Facebook will start to circle the wagons even more efficiently over to those two or three or four, maybe five ad sets that are going to get you the lowest cost conversions. So there is a way to sort of force it. So if I did multiple ad sets past three to six, if I did 20, I would definitely put in a minimum daily budget and you can turn those on, turn those off as well. There's a lot of manual things that you can do, but at least that does force impressions to the other ad sets. Now, I think that's a more complicated that's way of brilliant. doing it. But it's smart for scale, Ralph, right? Absolutely. Because then you're able to reach those untouched audiences. Like sure. I know that my bottom 10 audiences, they weren't bad. They just weren't as good or performing as quickly as the top ones. Yeah. So there's still a lot of meat left on that bone. And you can use the strategy you just talked about to get that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So the reason why I'm saying is that I always sort of think about it this way. Like, how can you simplify what you look at when you open up ads manager every single day? Okay. If you have 27 campaigns, all active, which one do you go to first? It's becomes overwhelming. And for, you know, a tier 11 account manager, you know, we used to do this when we would test like the Michigan method, which is way back on like episode 53, I believe it is, but it's too much to manage on a day-to-day -day basis. I think, you know, your testing phase, which will, you know, we're teasing that episode a little bit here is different than your iteration and scaling phase. You're, those are two different things. So you want to simplify as much as possible. And Facebook wants you to simplify like the biggest ad accounts that we see only have three or four, maybe five campaigns going. They don't have a hundred campaigns going with very large budgets using CBO, obviously, but simplifying things as much as possible. So what we've seen with CBO is that, you know, if you have a healthy budget, let's say it is a thousand dollars a day, or if it's even, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of accounts right now that are three, $400 a day, some with 6,000, $10,000 a day. So if you can consolidate as much as possible, one campaign, maybe three to six ad sets, ideally maybe three to five or three to four, your best ad sets. But what we found is that Facebook really uses CBO best when the ad set audiences are roughly the same size because they tend to gravitate towards the bigger audiences. Now, in your case, you had one with 300 million and it sort of, you know, got some good conversions there. But yeah, but it also didn't have any targeting, right? So exactly. I think it's kind of an outlier. Yeah, for sure. So what we found is that we'll mix up lookalike audiences in there as well as interest targeting, as long as it's about the same size and larger is better. In most cases, we find that Facebook, if you do do three to six ad sets, they will relatively evenly distribute, at least in the initial testing phase, which is a couple of days typically of how they can get as many conversions as possible. We will sort of get like three ad sets that really do power everything. 
Facebook realizes that, yeah, there's some days maybe in, you know, that lookalike audience, there might be more converters at the lowest cost. Great. So we'll spend a little bit more there on Tuesday, but then an ad set one, maybe on that interest grouping that's worked well for you in the past, maybe on Thursday, there's more converters there. So they really do shift the budget every single day. And we've seen that it's a tremendous feature. You do have to have patience typically. Like you <laughs> launched it $1,000 a day and got conversions right out of the gate because that's a super great offer. I know which offer you're talking about. Yes. But in some cases, we do have like this learning period of the first two to three days. It's a little rough. You know, it does take a while for Facebook to figure out, all right, which ad set should I be showing here? You know, which ad set with which creative? And we typically will do just like what you say, anywhere between one to three, maybe even four to five creatives at the ad set level. So it's uh, a lot of the same thing here. But I think what you really want to remember is try to simplify your ad account as much as you possibly can. You know, simplify things and keep it simple because Facebook, like you give it too many things to decide, it'll get confused and just kind of go to the ones that, you know, it has good data on. And it sounds like those larger audiences, those 20, 30 million person audiences for you, you had already tried those and other campaigns. So Facebook knew like, all right, we're going to spend more here. And obviously the more conversions you get, the more it feeds back. The feedback loop is continuous. Absolutely. So use it guys. I mean, not in the testing phase, but use this to scale, right? I mean, you can look at my example and then definitely Ralph's and using those minimum daily budgets as a way to get more out of the campaigns, right? That sometimes Facebook's algorithm is it's so strong, but unfortunately it causes us to miss a huge portion of our audience that we just can't reach because we're optimizing for the other half. Right. right. So I love this. And I think it's only going to continue to develop and become more powerful over time. Yeah, uh, definitely. And if you have the ability to scale, like for CBO, we've also been advised by Facebook. Facebook obviously has a big initiative going right now to get advertisers to adopt CBO, which is fine. When you know our partner manager brings it up to us, we're always open to ideas. We then go out and test it and then give feedback and see what really works. And you know, not necessarily what they tell us is always the thing that works in the real world with all our individual customers and so many different niches that we serve. But the point is, is that you got to continuously test these sorts of things to figure out what works and what doesn't work. We have noticed that if we have a customer that's very budget conscious, very sort of CPA conscious or cost per acquisition or cost per lead conscious, we'll oftentimes set manual bids at the ad set level to get Facebook to go out and find the lowest costs converters in the early phases of CBO. So there's a whole other sort of manual bidding part to this, which I think is more art than science, which mm. does help to kind of, you know, not necessarily get a lot of conversions out of the gate, but force Facebook to find the lowest cost converters. And we've tested that extensively just in the last couple of months and are starting to see some really good results there. And then as soon as Facebook knows what to look for, okay, I need a hundred dollar converter. So you might set your bid at 250 or 200 or maybe 150, you know, 
like they'll find those $100 converters for you or $50 converters in many cases. But once you train it in the first two to three to four days, you can then start to raise your bid or even take the bid off entirely because you sort of trained the beast to go out and find these types of people. And we found that to be really effective with CBO. So more to come on that in uh, future episodes. But I think this is a really tremendous tool that people should look at, figure out your own results, you know, but I would not use it as a testing tool, at least at this time, unless you've got a super proven offer like the one that Molly had here. Woo! Totally agree, Ralph. Well, once again, you know, Molly Pittman right out of the gate kicks ass. And Ralph coming back with the step-by-step SOP. (laughs) (laughs) It's why we're a good team. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like every rule, every new thing you've ever tried at Facebook, you have success with it like right out of the gate. So it's like, it's kind of disgusting. No, I didn't on this one. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for this week. So definitely check out CBO. We'll leave some notes in the show notes here, some resources from Facebook. Book. This has been episode 183. Happy New Year, everybody. And until next week, see ya. Love you guys. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.